0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's BYTE.com.
1: That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with BYTE. Hi, welcome to the Modern Waiter Podcast. I'm Marlon Joseph, the Modern Waiter, where we discuss all things restaurant business, learn something, laugh at something. <laughs> On today's episode, we have our service industry profile with Scott Lustig. 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 Yeah, you didn't say it right. <laughs> <laughs> I sure didn't, man. I sure didn't. As a part of our mission here at the Modern Way to Podcast, not only do we entertain and educate, but we showcase service service industry workers. But first, the intro. I'm tired of working
0: that beach house for lame pay. I'm tired of getting fired and hired the same day. If you know the rules of the game, then you'll stay. And if you don't, then you'll be a pawn while they play. I'm tired of working that for And
1: before we get into today's to get show, we're very proud to be a part of the brand new One Star Podcast Network, where it's the one stop shop for all your restaurant and food related podcasts. We are featuring The Sidework Podcast, Copper and Heat, In Your Mouth Podcast, The Macaroni Zone, and Confessions of a Server. Did you know that every day of the week, One of the our podcasts are are running are running in the weekend or Monday through Friday Monday through Friday okay so there's always a podcast uh, on the One Star Network love it yeah man fantastic so let's uh, let's get started welcome 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 Scott to the podcast thank you thank you as usual I'm joined by my good friend Danny Deville what's up what's up what's up people yeah 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 let's get into this uh, this little profile here you know. All of you out there really know that it's a rich. There's a plethora of different type of people in the restaurant yeah, industry. It's a strong mix. Strong. <laughs> it's a it's a strong mix, and I'm always uh, fascinated by learning things about people. You know, and uh, where where did you get your? Uh, how'd you get you start in the business? What's your background?
2: Um, I was always into culinary food. Okay. Culinary, my grandparents always cooked. I was always by their by their side when they were cooking, mainly because I like to eat, I guess like everyone else yeah, and um I just kept going with it, and I always knew I wanted to be a chef actually okay um, awesome. so um I worked at some good restaurants um I had my own sandwich shop for a long time. Um, that's a whole other ball game owning your own business. that's just uh it's, a, it's another level, okay, you, well- you definitely appreciate what you have. Um, because it's, it's yours. Like you're there 24 seven. Wow. So it's when it's all yours, you think a little different about throwing something out or how you, how Uh, you take care of a product maybe, you know?
1: Well, let's get into that a little bit later. And in, in, in the beginning, did you go? You mentioned that you went uh, to culinary school. I did. Was that the genesis where you decided to take it, like you know, your your passion a little bit seriously? Or it
2: it was more it was serious before before that even happened. I was eighteen when I went to culinary school. Oh, I was already going you know okay I, I like a lot of people my first job was at McDonald's <laughs> wow. it did start there and then um I worked under some great chefs mm-hmm. and um I started getting some recognition and people were wanting to hire me and bring me into their their restaurants and work mm-hmm. there and you know when you're wanted it gets exciting you start getting pumped up and yeah. you want to take it to the next level okay um but uh, not
1: giving away your age. How, how culinary school is? How how long ago?
2: When I was when I went. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> about as long, about the same age as you would have been. Okay. So you know. <laughs> um, yeah, culinary school is good, but you don't need it. Gotcha. You definitely don't need. It. If you want to be a great chef, there's a lot of great chefs out there that had no culinary experience, or culinary school cooking. experience. Yeah. Okay. Start cooking. You start finding your niche. You start. Um, finding your style of cooking mm-hmm. and now there's so many different styles and that is really what takes you into being a good server mm-hmm. knowing the food yeah that's yeah. huge huge it's, it's, uh, if you're going to be a good server I mean there's two things you need you need knowledge and you need passion if you want to be a good server and make the money yeah. those are the two things you got to have because
1: people can feel that
2: they know They know if you're just blowing smoke or not. Yeah. You know, they can feel that, you know, some of the biggest compliments, I got one recently. Um, You love your job. I do. I really like where I work. Yeah, there's ups and downs. There's good days and bad days. But I like what I do and people can see that. Nice. And then it shows up in your tip at the end of the day.
1: There you go. Okay, so culinary school, boom. And uh, you, you mentioned recognition. Right. You. What was the first place that you, you worked at after? You don't have to tell me exactly the name of it, but what style place did you work at um, at the
2: time I thought it was like the modern thing with all these cool things it was like you know a macadamia nut crusted snapper <laughs> with a triple sec bur Blanc and some couscous and your you know back new. then it was like wow yeah. well, they're crusting fish back in the 90s you know <laughs> and now they use so many ingredients that I, I, I have a hard time even keeping up okay you know some of the some of the great restaurants to these chefs use some of these ingredients that, I don't even know, but it's your job to know if you're going to be a good server. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You got to know all these ingredients. They're going to ask you, it's on the menu. So yeah. you got to know it. And if you know it and you're smooth.
1: So what's your first, what, what's that first job out of culinary school? Like you, you did, were you on the, you know, you're on the
2: line or
1: you're just prepping yeah. or. Yeah.
2: I was, I was a line cook for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, when I first got into, I guess, management was being a, like a sous chef position. Okay. Um, I was about 22 years old and they asked me to open up restaurants around the country. So they, they flew me around. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was really cool. You know, you're a 22 year old kid sure, really and cool. it was through. That's a lot of experience. I love it. I that. can talk about the name of this if it's okay. It's called the California Cafe. Okay. Not the Pizza Kitchen. Way back. This was a long time ago. Um, they had Napa Valley Grill. Um... A lot of restaurants, obviously, in California, Mall of the Americas. Um, I was able to open up. They first sent me to Indianapolis. There mm-hmm. was a new mall being opened downtown Indianapolis. It was really cool. Um, it's three stories, virtual world actually. upstairs. Yeah, it has a name. I can't remember. It was right by where the Market Square Arena you mm-hmm. was yeah. and the RCA Dome used to be called. So I was there for a month and a half. Kid, working, they work you. <laughs> yeah. when you're opening restaurants. We were opening two. And um so I worked there for a month and a half, and they I came back home. Um, we had the Fort Lauderdale uh, Boat Show, and then they sent me up to Long Island and then Philadelphia, back and forth. So it was a cool experience.
1: That is a fantastic experience. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now sure. at that age, that's um, you're lo- not only working, you're managing your life too.
2: Yeah, I mean, t- well, it was there was no <laughs> there's no life. <laughs> I'll be honest with you when you're when you're opening restaurants mm-hmm. for people. There's no life. Like the first day I went in there, they're like, Scott, just, you know, train the grill cook. You know, this, this is inside a brand new mall. Mm. So you're picturing 500 covers for lunch, 500 covers for dinner. You're doing soups by 15 gallons at a time. I mean, we're doing massive quantities. So they're like, Scott, just train the grill cook, work with him, show him what we're going to do. On the second day, the sous chef of the restaurant walked out. (sighs) Scott, can you take care of production for the facility? Young kid. Hell yeah, I can. Uh, Give me it. Bring it. (laughs) I was hungry. I was like, you know, I was like, I'll do it. No problem. Yeah. So now I'm running the show, basically, running the prep kitchen, making sure everybody's got what they need for this brand new restaurant. I mean, they put millions into this restaurant. Like the hood system, they they had a kitchen for the back and then one that was out you know in the public in the hood system they did tile and they had this guy from Hawaii come in that did like um, a huge sun wow in tile and uh-huh. then cracked it and then pasted these pieces like it was a puzzle like a crossword or like a jigsaw puzzle uh-huh. and put it up so it had a theme of a sun that was on the hood system It's mm. unbelievable big money yeah the bar was a beach scene had sand through plexiglass mm-hmm. you saw like little figures playing in the seat it was unbelievable the money they
1: spent so then after you're traveling around, you're still primarily back of the house at this point. Yeah. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, did you have no front of house uh,
2: interactions at, at this that time? time? No. Okay. Cool, no, not at all. Yeah. I was strictly back of the house, production, training cooks, stuff like that. Then after
1: you started to get that, you're sought after basically. Um, you worked for this company. They're flying you around. How long before? What happens then? In your journey, you're you still back at the house. What happens after this?
2: Well, company? we were a team for a while. Mm-hmm. The head chef, sous chefs. We were we were friends outside of work. We all went our separate ways. One guy stayed. One guy went out to California. I wound up going to Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> okay. Nice. I wanted to. See, I had a buddy up there. Yeah. I stayed with him. We had a log cabin. Just wanted to see something different. Uh-huh. I'm like, I'm 23. Let's go. So I did that for a summer. It was awesome. Yeah, it was the a summers lot of fun. up there are amazing. Summers up there are amazing. <laughs> um, especially if you're a young kid. Yeah. You know, just trying to have a good time. Then I came back. Then Delray started. Okay. Right? Yeah. I started working. This was Delray way back when Delray isn't what it is today. And, uh, it's good times. I'm in my twenties, having a good time, working in Delray before it became what it is today. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, what happens then? It's uh, your. Take us through then your transition, right? Um, okay. What What was the, what was the catalyst to to make any move at all from the back of the house? Like what was going on in your life? Well, okay. question actually
0: before we get to that part. Okay. Is the restaurant that you, the same restaurant that you ran, is that in between the serving or is that after?
2: I actually tried to get out of the restaurant business. Okay. Okay. Um, I started an auto detailing business where I was doing that during the day. Mm-hmm. I'd be up at 5 a.m., go to my parents, pick up my trailer, start cleaning cars, and then at night I was cooking. Okay. So um, I wanted to try and find a way to change my life and maybe start a new business. Why? Why did you want out? It's tough, man. Being a chef all these years, I just wanted to find something else. And this kind of came to me. Somebody just said, hey, you keep your car so clean. How much would you charge me? And it just took off. Okay, Took off where I was able to get away from the restaurant business. That's awesome. And then it pulled me back in. (laughs) 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 That's the thing. It does that. You know,
1: I've done several things. Outside of uh, the service industry, really. Mm. You know, I, I had a commercial cleaning company for a long time. Um, I, I did, uh, I still do um, a t-shirt company. I, I do screen printing and embroidery to this day. I started in 2005. Mm. And uh, over the years, I've, I've done other things. I had a lawn care business. Uh, <laughs> I, Why I mean, did you do these things, though? Was it to get out of the restaurant business? You see, I was resisting the restaurant business the whole time. Um, it was, to me, wasn't the main thing. And I thought that, hey, I would just do this. I did this in college or right after college, and I'm going to just do this while. Because there was such a stigma against, uh, um, towards the restaurant business. It couldn't have been something that, that you would support you, you know? So, <clears throat> hey, what are you doing with yourself? What are you doing with your life? What are you doing here? That kind of thing. So it wasn't so much as I wanted to get out. I, in my mind, I wasn't in, mm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. And meanwhile, I didn't realize that it was treating me well, right? To answer your question, yeah, I, it, I just didn't have the mentality, although I was good at it. At the time, I, I really wasn't that much, I'm still not a people person, but I started, my first job was on, a, on the line you know, in in the business. So then coming out, I was able to describe how things are are prepared, Mm -hmm. you know, and I love to cook, but I would never do it in a, you know, chef position or a Professional setting. Yeah, in a professional setting, because I understand, you know, sometimes when you do something for love, unless it occurs for you a certain way, you know the love isn't quite there, you know, and when you're doing it as a job for someone else and you're creating their dishes and their mm-hmm. dream, it tends to be a little bit different. Yeah. So I, I like, I like the capacity in which I express myself in the kitchen, you
2: know? Well, to do it as a career, it's, it's backbreaking. I mean, after, well, again, I'll, I'll get to the when I opened the sandwich shop, so mm-hmm. I was detailing and somebody came up to me and said, hey, would you like to buy the sandwich shop? Blah, blah, blah. So I bought it two and a half years, seven days a week, 14 hours later, every day. I was like done. So I um, I decided to go. I got a job up north mm-hmm. and up in the mountains in New Hampshire. Okay. Wow. You've been around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Negative 60. That's Ooh. a lot. Oh, my God. Okay. Now,
0: so is it, is it like a, it's like a ski resort kind of thing? Yeah. That's, but it's year round yeah okay
2: it's year round so it was, it was crazy um but uh that was an experience and then to get back i, I decided to move back um home because my mother got sick mm. she's good she's cool everything's fine
1: good Good. but
2: um that, that was like 10 years ago so i moved back here i was like hey i'm gonna try something new and that's how i got into serving all okay. right okay so now now we're into the the realm of uh... <laughs> yeah <laughs> taking a, a chef that you know Has his moments (laughs) and going to put him right in the field of all these people and where he has to be nice and hospitable and passionate and friendly. And it actually helped because I had the food knowledge so I could talk about food. Mm -hmm. And that's really what a lot of chefs out there, when they transform to the front of the house, um, they can really bring a lot to the table. Mm -hmm. They're just afraid to try it. What
1: was that first... What made you even think of being a server? Were you just, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but were you just done with the I chef was, thing? I, yeah. Okay. I was
2: burnt out being a chef. Okay. Um, There's so many hours you put in. When I was up north in the mountains, we were smoking ribs and brisket. I had that thing going 24-7. Yeah. I lived on property, so I would wake up, go home, sleep for a couple hours, wake up, throw some more wood in the... I mean, this was a constant back thing. Back breaking. Yeah, was... it's brutal. And when you're tall, you're leaning over constantly. It takes a toll on your back. You're a tall guy, you know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's it's being a chef for a long time is tough. Okay, so it's real now, tough.
1: Tell me about the first place that you worked. What style of restaurant did you? Was your first serving job? Um,
2: casual. Okay. Um, not corporate. It was a local place. Um, got to see. I still carry the tray the same way. I don't know how some of you guys carry a tray with you on your fingertips. I can't do it. <laughs> I grab the side of it. Oh, you grab the side? I still do. I still do. All these years, I still. I, I don't even want to try it with the fingertips. Some of you guys are awesome with it. Carrying four martinis on your fingertip. I'm like, oh, what? I mean, I can carry it like this, yeah. but I'll, I'll grab a tray, you know. Like okay. That. It's kind of weird. <laughs> uh, do you spill it all with like, no. that technique? No. I mean, if, if they... <laughs> If they fill up the martini glass to the tippy tippy top, yeah. I'll just shake it because it's just gonna spill. <laughs> it's gonna spill. There's anywhere. no way I'm going across the restaurant when it's at the tippy tippy I top.
0: Know. It's always there's always a little bit. Yeah. It's funny actually. I can hold like you know people can walk around. Some people can walk around with martinis. I'm way better on a tray with a mart- like I can do a full tray of martinis and, and walk to the table as on opposed the tray to carrying, carrying one. one or two. I'll be spilling it. It's like I'm spilling it the whole way if I'm walking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you put it on a tray and I have that 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 and I can move around. I'm like. But it's so random. If, if I'm walking, I can have two in my hand, and half the drink will be gone by the time I get there. I'm like, man, I should just put the damn thing on the tray.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I like I like the ease of 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 the tray. I mean, as far as it's very convenient. But then what do you do with this wet tray afterwards? Because you still got to talk to this person. You stick it in your armpit. Uh, yeah. yeah, and
2: I can't stand that. Mm-mm. You know? And now you are got to put a drink on there after. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah real nice come on modern modern waiters Uh, well
1: you know we we tell the good the bad and the ugly here too you know Uh, we admit things that I admitted that I dropped that liquor right on the floor <laughs> I, I do a little drop,
0: shake it off. I let the table go. Then I throw it under my arm. I go wipe off the tray when I'm done. I keep it moving. again. Okay?
1: keep it moving. You ever you ever uh, drop the, the the liquid on the floor and it makes such a noise? They notice it. Yeah, <laughs> and you didn't realize it's how like much of liquid it was there. Oh God. But it was like, to be fair, people, I didn't do it on the indoor. We do have a, yeah, we have a lot of pressure. outdoor seating. Yeah, yeah so. I'm talking more of outdoor things and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, without a doubt. So <laughs> I'm not just going to
0: throw it right on the tile so you can slip and kill yourself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what is uh? What did you What did you find challenging for the tra- The transition? Patience. Like, I'm talking like your first, <laughs> you know, your first that
2: casual place. What stood out to you? Um, the amount of running you have to do. Okay. Back and forth, and you need to limit it. Yes. So if you have a four table station, mm-hmm. and somebody needs salt and pepper, quickly go to your other tables. Hey, do you need something? That you, limit the amount of times because they will run you back and forth.
0: Consolidation is the key. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: Because you, you, you know, and definitely a good pair of shoes for sure. <laughs> uh,
1: I mean, listen. <laughs> avoid I, I working know. doubles. <laughs> That's now I mean I used to I don't say I would want them But you know All I used to think about was Was just the end I'm going to get this money But now I think of it differently I would rather have less shifts And try to maximize when I'm there I'm present I'm more pleasant And I'm more engaged Yeah, But when I'm burnt out From a couple of doubles in a row
0: I did this weekend I oh. am burnt out I probably
2: look a little tired <laughs> <laughs> I saw you Saturday you didn't get to your Sunday yet you yeah, were white I was white yeah it's a lot and it, yeah. it's like it's getting hotter out too so
1: oh man I, I want to impress upon you. you you know everybody you know we are fortunate in in South Florida I would talk, say from October to February March maybe to yeah. last week <laughs> <laughs> yeah till like literally last week and then it's murder. When you sweat before your shift even wow. starts, yeah, it's. Oh.
0: I got off of work. It was yesterday. I got off of work and I had a black tee on, and I I went home real quick to take because I only really worked lunch. Mm-hmm. I went home and I took the shirt off. The undershirt was all white with the salt. You know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. from the, from working <laughs> and sweating so yep. much. Oh man! It's it like I haven't seen that in a while. It's like oh
2: yeah, we drop a few pounds this time. Yeah, of year. man.
1: Oh yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. Okay, so from the casual. I got into a country club. Nice. Right from there? Yep.
2: How many years were you at the casual? I was doing both. Oh, okay. Try not to just, you know, Limit I wanted yourself. to check it out and see if I liked it. Did you know somebody at the country club? Is that how you got in? Um, no, I didn't at the time. But I'm still friends with some of them. Okay. Um, this one guy, he was there from the time he was 25 and he's 56 now. He's still wow. there. Wow. Still there. Works six months up north in Asheville. Oh, so he's a,
0: he does a snowbird thing. Yeah, he must kill it too. <laughs> he must kill it. And how many years has he been right? doing exactly. it? Exactly. Wow. Yeah,
2: and he gets benefits down here, so he keeps it. That's awesome. That's and he's and he's in with all the all the club members. When you're in a club for a long time, you're set. It doesn't even matter what they pay you. Like you know, you're going to get handshakes left and right.
1: Okay, tell us about that because uh, we've never had anyone. I I had a, an old girlfriend that worked at at a country club. Mm-hmm. She was, I believe, she worked in the locker room mm-hmm. and killed it. Yeah, uh, tell us about the the ways in which you make money in a in a in a country club. Ooh. What's it like?
2: It's my favorite thing to talk about. All right, get it on. You you can't teach personality. You can't teach. You can teach somebody how to be a, a good server, mm-hmm. but you need to. Like I said before, you need to have knowledge. You need to be on the guest's side. There's too many servers, and y'all know who you are, that overorder your tables. Can't do that. Yeah. You got to be on their side. Yeah, be I, their advocate. Yeah. I mean, you have times I had not too long ago, four top, they were appetizers, they were entrees, and they want sides with it. And they're like, oh, we want like this side, this side. I was like, whoa. Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> I'm like, you are ordering like way... I'm like, I'm like hold on. You're ordering a little too much. Why don't we just go with this, this, and this? Mm-hmm. And then by the end of the meal... They, they appreciate you. They were like, thank you for not letting us order anymore. This was just like perfect. I saw their their plates were empty. It wasn't mm-hmm. anything, you no know, to-go boxes. If you're on their side, let me tell you, they notice things like that, and it's going to hit you anyway. No sense in ringing up the check. It's all that does is upset them. Your tip is not going to be where it needs to be. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not... I, I, you can't be you can't be an order taker. Now you got to have knowledge. You got to know you got to know wines, wines by the glass. I mean there are times when you know somebody would say, you know, what wine do you recommend? And I would my first thing is like, "Oh, where where do you want to be on the menu, you know, menu's big bliss, You know where do you want to be? Oh, in this range." Okay. And I I would sometimes if if it's a, a wine that I like and it's not as expensive as the other wines I could have chosen. I like it better. I think he's going to have a better experience. I think it's going to go better with the food. Even though it's a cheaper wine, okay, it's going to make them happy.
1: We're talking country club here. Are they concerned about price or? <laughs> I mean, You'd be surprised. Money. Yeah,
2: money's money. <laughs> they, really? got, they got there for a reason, <laughs> bro. <about. laughs>
1: okay.
2: Yeah, um, okay. yeah uh, country clubs are different now. Everything is pretty much hourly. When I was going... It was auto grad, 18%, mm-hmm. and they could additional if they liked you. Gotcha. And when you're when you're working at a country club, you're more friendly with them because you see them every day. Okay. You know, they walk by you, smack you on the ass, give you you know, a hard time, break your chops. That's because they love you. Okay. And those are the ones that you take care of. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you, you become closer with them. I mean, I, I've had them follow me to restaurants I've worked on, that I've worked at,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and that's always a great feeling. What's a great
1: member interaction that you've had that you that sticks with you till this day?
2: A great member? Well, there's been quite a few. I would say one was when I had to give up. I mean, it wasn't like a, a friend or a close person, but I had to give a heimlich to somebody in the middle oh my of God. 9 o'clock, place is packed, guys walking up to me, telling me he's choking to death. Mm. Um, the rest of my night was like, it was just, it was it was crazy. I couldn't even focus, but the guy came up to me and um, I, I've been trained in uh, to give the Heimlich. So I knew what to do and I grabbed water. I popped him one time, cracked every bone in his body and it still was there. He was still choking. So here I am like, oh my God, let me try it again. So I did it again. It popped out and it was like nothing happened. Nobody even noticed the place was so crowded and so packed. <laughs> And this was like right at the service bar, like right in the middle of the restaurant. Wow. Nobody even noticed. And his thing was, uh, just don't tell anybody at the table. What? That was his response after I did that. I was sweating. I couldn't even focus on so what wait, I was doing. I was like, oh my God. Just meal, like, yeah. like nothing? Nothing happened. He walked up to me. He was not at his table when this happened. Isn't that crazy? Was he with family? Friends. Friends? Okay. Or people so he wanted to impress. Okay, got you. Meanwhile, you're choking on a piece of steak. Come on, buddy. Listen.
1: I choked on a steak once. I won't I'm embarrassed to tell you why. So uh, I was at the old job upstairs, right? And you know how p- hectic parties could be. It's yeah. a small kitchen. And the chef put up uh one too many fillets, right?
2: I'm hungry. <laughs> Damn, they go bite. <laughs> that goes so well, fast.
1: So I, I start like hacking it up. It was I think it was like me and Shipe, right? I start hacking it up. And the manager comes around the corner because we're doing it right in front of the office, real smart, right? And so I I start to quickly swallow. <laughs> and the thing you start that, choking. Lodge, <laughs> <laughs> bro. My eyes got big immediately. Oh wow. And and it's the scariest feeling because you instantly feel alone. Can't breathe. Yeah. You know, because you're around people, but you can't really tell them you, we're not used to you, I mean you speak with your hands I can see it but I'm not used to speaking with my hands so the, you you do the international choking sign with mm-hmm. your hands mm-hmm. and I'm thinking the manager comes by and I'm just kind of like nodding a little bit I want <laughs> you know because I threw the uh, the plate in the bus tub <gasps> <laughs> you're dying over here <laughs> I'm dying <laughs> He goes into the office and, and then I somehow start to like you know work it up and then I, I got to spit it on the garbage. I, I couldn't even, you know, communicate to Shipe, you know, he was next to me because he kinda turned around there you know, he had his own problems trying to, you know, uh, <laughs> hide the stake. Hide the steak and stuff <laughs> like that. So yeah, and I thought about that. It's like, man, it's a lonely feeling. It's a really lonely feeling where where, you know, you're in
2: trouble and you know it's not it's like not Lassie.
1: Hey Lassie, what's uh, you know, <laughs> someone fell in the well? You know, nobody speaks for you. No, <laughs>
2: That's I'm sure it was a difficult thing for for anyone. It happened at the restaurant not too long ago. A guy we had to give a Heimlich to. Really, I didn't know about that. No.
1: Wow, that's wild. And okay, so we're we're up to the uh, the country club, and uh, where what where's your head at now? Are you what are you thinking is is the best part of serving at this point do you have any other
2: uh, businesses going on no okay not at the time um although i do recommend multiple sources of income because things go up things go down Mm -hmm. um definitely in this business a lot of the servers that i know invest some invest together on Mm -hmm. real estate some invest in the stock market okay which isn't doing so right now um, <laughs> <laughs> so
1: then give us a little PSA to to servers because we're talking to servers whether they're part-time mm-hmm. or so and not just servers I'm sorry because we, we have busboys that are into other things mm-hmm. we have we um, food runners that are into other things yep. I'm talking business I'm talking about investing I'm talking about trading I'm talking yep. about whatever the case may be um so the only reason why our voice isn't necessarily to the back of the house, although, you know, we are skewing all restaurant business um, things, it's because I currently, I have not been on that side in a long time, and I don't, I would like to speak from a platform where I, I have, yeah. yeah, that I have the understanding of. So give me a little PSA about what you just said, like, you know, what's important? It's important to be in a very flexible, you know, industry where you can make money, which is the service industry. Mm -hmm. But you know, I'd like you to reiterate what you said for the people about having multiple streams of income. Oh yeah, Dive into that a little bit. Well,
2: we're seasonal down here. You know, Um, a lot of the shifts go away in the summer. Mm -hmm. I think we're gonna have a better summer, guys. Oh yeah. I mean, people are moving down down here. here. I mean, Mm -hmm. for sure. I think we'll have a better summer, but it does die down. And, you know, there's things you can do. I mean, um, you can get into, I guess it's all the, the side businesses. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the regular side hustles. The side hustles. You know, you got to figure that out. And I was a chef, so I started doing a uh, little bit meals here and there. Okay. Cooking meals for a lot of people that Food prep, were, stuff like that. Food prep. Yeah, a lot of people don't want to go out to restaurants mm-hmm. or can't go to restaurants. So you chefs out there, mm-hmm. um, you can start doing that. You can put a little menu together or you can do, I was just doing custom. You know, I would interview them and I'd talk to them and I'd be like, okay, where's the Kit Kats and where are the M&Ms? Where do you keep those? <laughs> you got to get rid of them. <laughs> you can't just sit there. If I'm going to feed you this great food, it's not going to work. You're not going to lose weight yeah. if you're waking up at two o'clock in the morning and you're stuffing yourself, you know, yeah. but that's one. What's one side hustle? You know, you guys have your side hustles definitely in the trading market and doing all that kind of thing. Yeah, there's there's there, there you need to have something else because just working in the restaurant business it, it's it can be too much for a lot of people. It, I mean, there are times where I'm so stressed out, I'm just like, how do I get out of this? You know, um, a lot of people uh, love it and you know it treats them well. I love it more now because I'm not there as much as I always was. Agreed. It was like I cared so much my whole life about the restaurant business because, like I said, I cooked one with my grandmother. I always was in the restaurant business. That's what I knew. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, doing it for so many years, it's, you know, it's a lot. Yeah. You know, you uh, you, you, you I, I, I enjoy it, but in increments. I don't want to do doubles. I don't want to do five, six days a week if I don't have to. Now, I think that's
1: important because the time in which I – Started started to make the switch in my in my brain where I wasn't downright mean to people was when I had other things going on. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, there's some weight to it when when it's all that you do and mm-hmm. you're there so five true. days and you know it's rent week and things like that and then this table isn't you know really treating you right or it's just not going well you get this thing where it has to go well but when it's odd when you're light about it
0: it goes well it goes well yes
1: you know it, it, it goes does. well when and they see that and they see that when you're you know? not
0: stressed out about finance or anything else I mean everybody's going to have finance issues at times but when you're not really too worried about it and you can kind of coast and you can you make more money
1: don't get me wrong it all matters and it all counts mm-hmm. yeah. you know we're, we're doing we're not doing this just because we want to hang out no you know but you know I I I'm a different type of dude, and it's been years. I do not look at my sales. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. You know, the bottom line. It already passed.
2: I mean, you know, people say to me, "I'm sure our boss is the one who that." But it's true. I mean, we care about like. I know. I bring in. I I know. Okay, so
1: I get sat. I sell at the table. Yeah. And they they complete the transaction. I take their money if I get sad again, I'll do the same thing. Rinse, repeat. What is it that I need to do by looking at my
2: sales? Nothing. There's nothing I can do. No, it is what it is. At the end of the day, this is what you make. And it's not even a thing that you even stress about anymore because it's just part of your life. It isn't your whole life. Yeah. For a while it was for me though. I became obsessed with it. The amount of money that I had times of making, Mm -hmm. it was an obsession and it wasn't good. It didn't. It didn't end well. All right. So let's talk about the. Uh, we talked about
1: some good, and let's talk about some bad and some ugly. What What are some of the things, particularly that you've experienced that that really, you know, were backbreaking, as as you would put it.
2: God, there's so many like things that um, that happen on a daily occurrence. You know, I, it's. I'm interested. We did touch upon.
1: Your your business your 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 sandwich shop yeah okay let's start there and work our way up to serving. The
2: sandwich shop was my one regret. Okay. Regret for closing. Okay. Really. It held its own. I burnt out, okay. so I regret that. That's a difference. I and so It was, it was
0: kind of it was it was doing it was doing what it was supposed to be doing. As
2: a yeah I just had a hard time getting ahead it was like the AC breaks or this breaks yeah. or that mm-hmm. breaks I mean it was a full kitchen I roasted my own turkey I roasted my own roast beef I made my own stocks for my soups but the thing is I was doing it all yeah and you can't when you you have to get some help you gotta delegate yeah mm-hmm. yeah you gotta figure a way I mean I was breaking down chicken breast to, to to portion size for chicken tenders for chicken whatever yeah, I was making manager I'm OCD about it. Okay. I like to make sure that everything's organized, clean. I don't want anything bad going out of my kitchens. Like, everything was sealed right. You know, Ziploc bags, hard containers. There was no, you know, you wrapped it. You wrapped it properly. Mm. You know, I wanted to, I, I'm yeah, in that respect. But I think a lot of chefs are. And I think they should be. Mm. They they need to be. More chefs need to be. it be less... Uh, Food poisoning and foodborne illnesses out there because a lot you hear it all the time. This restaurant got sighted, this restaurant got sighted. I see it all the time. Yeah. And you want your chef to be O C D, to be honest.
1: Okay. Organized, so clean. You got burnt out. Now, yeah. What uh, what's what's a you know, I, I find that a lot of this is personal right like mm-hmm. the times where I wasn't that successful in, the, in this industry it was a personal time when
2: mm-hmm. I wasn't successful in my own life do you find that to be true well yeah I mean there was a hard time I went through when I lost my pup. Mm. I mean if those of you have dogs no I mean you lose your dog it's and how did that affect you um, work wise <laughs> how did that affect me workwise? I couldn't work wow. I couldn't do anything I was, for six months, I was crushed. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's... Um, and how,
0: without me, uh, how long, how How old was the dog when you got?
2: He was almost 14. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. He was by truck. my side. Yeah, he's your man. Don't even get me started. and make me break down <laughs> on okay. this podcast. All right, well,
1: we don't want that. No, no, no. It's going to work tonight. Because I, I won't be cutting it out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be a good thing to do. <laughs> All right, now so take us. Uh, we went beyond the, um,
2: the the country club now. Yeah, and uh, now you're you're. I'm getting into the serving aspect. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to become more than just an order taker. Okay, I'm starting to uh, work at some good places. Um,
1: now what was, what is one of the lessons that you can you know impart onto someone because we we. Tell people if you're going to be in this business, not only do you need something else to do, but it's important to level up, right? It's important to make more money. There's only a couple of ways that you can make more money. Um, we're exchanging time for money, basically. Yeah. So you want to be a high, um,
2: work less, make more. Yes,
1: exactly. You know, you work want to, less, make more. You want to be. You got to be know, in a good spot. Worth.
2: It doesn't mean the most expensive spot. No, no. It doesn't have to be, be the most expensive spot. Um, wine list can help that. I worked at a restaurant that, you know, wasn't the most expensive at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're wine list. <laughs> so you get to know about wine. You get to know what you like. Mm-hmm. There were times when people would say, what do you think about this wine? I never tried it, but I've been really wanting to. Oh, well, why don't you get us a bottle and get yourself a glass and us two glasses and we'll try it out. You know, it's a $490 bottle of Hillside, you know, Schaefer mm-hmm. Hillside Select, you know. Tried it out. Remembers you, you have a great time. Hey, I want him as my servant next time. That's it. Yeah. That's how you make money doing that. You know, but also be on their side, like I said before. Okay. Make it like you were you were how how do you want to be treated? Do you want somebody to run up a check on you when you sit there? No. So why would you do that to somebody else?
1: I like uh You don't like want to be taken. Exactly.
2: And, and I tell you, you get that vibe sometimes from people. They kind of, they're kind of a little bitter towards you at first and then you kind of loosen up and, you know, that's your job to loosen them up mm-hmm. and make them feel like, you know, they can trust you, mm-hmm. you know? And when you say, Hey, sir, you know, that, you know, I think it's a little too much or ma'am, um, can I refresh your wine as opposed to getting you another? Cause they feel like when you say that you're an alcoholic. Um, so you, a lot of people I hear say that. Can I get you another?
1: <laughs> I, I, I tell them, <coughs> I, I sell casually. You know, I say, yeah. I'm on my way to the bar. Would you like another Doers? You know, exactly. I call it by name and I just make it all casual. I don't say, You want another drink? No, yeah. no uh, you know. I yeah, just, I don't
0: do any of that. I just kind of, if I'm looking at a table and I'm going down and I'm mm-hmm. like, Hit with the one or, you know, they kind of give you the nod. Just I, wait yeah. there nothing needs to be said.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, it's good. I, I don't like to interrupt. Like when yeah. you are talking, you can tell. The last thing I want to do is, do you want a drink? So I'll try and get their attention with their eyes. And exactly, you say, yeah. I, you know, I talk with my hands. I'll just go like that, mm-hmm. which is my signal for yeah, drinking. Exactly. And they'll be like, yeah. And they appreciate things yeah, cause, like cause, that. Because
0: they're still, like you said, they're, they're in the midst of
2: what they're doing, but they feel like they've been acknowledged and then everything kind of flows. They're within. taking care. Exactly. You're you're taking care of them and you're not interrupting. Maybe they're in a business meeting. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're making a big deal. And, you know, yeah. so you try not to interrupt too much there. Um. Yeah, you can. Uh, there's definitely a lot of ways to uh, uh, to make money being a, being a server. But you got to be on their side. You yeah. know, you got to have some food knowledge, especially at all these restaurants with ingredients that most people don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny now you see sriracha everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> I mean, I remember when I was cooking in the '90s. Sriracha was like this. Wow, it's um, wow. What is that stuff? It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Now everybody has it at their house, and you know, it's it's just unbelievable how all these different ingredients and yeah, uh, uh, they it, come up it with.
1: seems that um, like the availability. Just first of all, the knowledge of it, mm-hmm. you know, and now the availability of it, and technology is just moving those things where you can have a sous vide
2: at home, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Uh, Imagine. Yeah. yeah. Before it's uh, it's like a very specialized. People thing. would look at sous vide. Oh, that's just a fancy way for you to take money out of my pocket. <laughs> put it on the menu. A lot of, and a lot of chefs put these things on the menu that we don't even understand. But now people are starting to understand. Yeah. What's
0: what's what's the sous vide?
2: You cook it at uh, 170 degrees consistently, so it makes it nice and tender. And then you finish the cooking process to order. Oh, okay. You're in. It's a it's a water bath of 170. Gotcha.
1: Yeah, you can basically set. It's a way to consist to 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 get a consistent temperature. Gotcha. All right.
2: Okay. So if, marinating flavors more mm-hmm. if you want. You can. It goes in a bag. You know. Oops.
1: Yeah, like you, you can uh, vacuum seal it. Um, put in the uh, the Lex hand with the with the sous vide, which circulates the water. Like the good ones really circulate the water and regulate the temperature at a certain time. So basically, instead of Putting it into an oven or a, a, a pan where you really have no idea what rate that that temperature is getting mm-hmm. up, it's a control thing and it stays at that temperature. So can in theory, you can you can have a bunch of um, meats at that temperature, or mm-hmm. you know, or vegetables if you'd like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and then if you do have uh, an order for a certain temperature. The time it takes to get from the what hundred seventy to the desired temp, it's shorter than if you brought it up from gotcha. you know room yeah. temperature or, or chilled all the way up, mm-hmm. and you just finish that off, bang bang, and it's you know the the, the um I don't know how to use the word moist, but <laughs> tender. Or- <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's, <laughs> is it's that t- one of those words? <laughs> it's a, it is for a lot of people. <laughs> I, know, I don't understand why. <laughs> I don't need to. I just know it exists. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, one of those. And let's, we did a, a, a two series of shows. We did one on reasons, 10 reasons why being a waiter um, is great. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it was like eight reasons why being a waiter sucks. Yeah, something like that. Uh, what's the top reason why being a chef sucks?
2: Pressure. Pressure. Stress. Mm. But that goes for a server too. It's the whole business. I mean, it's it can be really stressful at all times. I mean, I think we've all stressed out. Um, but so yeah, be- as a chef, you have there's three main costs in the restaurant business: you got your bar labor food costs and he's responsible or she is responsible for two of them. Mm-hmm. It's wow. tough man. And you're there a lot of hours. It's not, it's not an hourly thing. So you're getting, <laughs> you know, you're you know, in the back of your head you're like, shit, I'm here 60, 70 hours a week. I'm making blah 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 and pff, my hourly is $6 an hour. Yeah. But you can't really think about it like that. Like managers. Yeah. You know, at least they, they have consistent pay and benefits and stuff. But a chef, I mean, it was I think it's harder back then than it is now for chefs. There was way more drugs in the restaurant business back then than there are now. Really? Way more. Okay. I had had people falling asleep in the middle of cooking a steak. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) dude. On their feet? Oh, dude, I've seen uh, people leave the line, go in the bathroom, shoot up, come back out. Way worse back then. Way Uh worse. Here, they just take a pill, they fall asleep in the back. Adios. Yeah. You know, I mean, really, there's nothing. People back then are doing Coke off of there and they're just doing everything, man. I mean, I, I, I saw way worse things back then than I do now. I think people are healthier in that respect now. They have to be. Yeah. You know, I, I worked at a restaurant that, you know, the chef went from one extreme to oh, the yeah. next so and expected everybody else to also.
0: As prevalent, or as you get older and you move to different situations and different places, that it just gets different. Because, you know, I mean, I still I, still I feel think like there's, there's those places where all those things exist, like you're talking about.
2: Well, there, you you guys remember, we're all of the same age. And you remember when, the, you know, there was yelling and screaming in the kitchen yeah. and that's plates drug. were flying and, you know, drugs yeah. were everywhere. Everybody partied with each other. Yeah. Some slept with each other. And now it's nothing like, not that I notice in the restaurants that I have, you know, in the I past think that's, 10 years that's or whatever.
1: point do you think you're not noticing is more of you not being in that environment not I'm definitely yourself? not so that's possible. Yeah.
2: yeah I don't I don't go out anymore after work like we used to. Not at all. And uh, and you made a good point
1: because uh, there seems to be at some places more of a level of respect in in the kitchen. Yes. Some chefs could be abusive. Yes, some um, kitchens can be a little loud, but there has been a movement towards a quieter kitchen so that the voice can be heard. I
2: think, yeah, that I think that had to stop, and I don't know if it had to do with lawsuits in the past, but yeah, there are some chefs that used to. I don't see that like it used to be. Yeah, agreed. nothing. No, and I, I'm I'm glad, I'm glad for it. You know, it was it was some crazy things that used to happen. Yeah, definitely plates
1: were flying. So I'll let you go on this one. Uh, besides the sandwich shop, what would you do over again? I would do another sandwich shop. Okay,
2: it's my passion. Yeah, it was something that I should have kept going, but you know, it's life, and we move on. That's true. And then there's something else on the next horizon.
0: There
1: you go. You know, I'd like to um, invite you. We did. We we do we do a series called in the kitchen. We've done one so far with our friend Matteo, and he came by, and he cooked us a, a ribeye with um, truffle fries. Well, it you went, didn't have the truffle. One, I didn't right? have the truffle fries. Uh, he did season. He did. He did it with. A, it was like a rosemary butter mm-hmm. on the steak. Nice, and there were steak fries with. Uh, they were seasoned with rosemary as well. Mm-hmm. He put that. He put that in the oil halfway through. It was very good. Mm. And I feel I feel like we're missing something. There were like um, some peppers, yes. like bell peppers. Yes, yeah. And I forgot he, how he, he had he them blistered. those. Yeah, he blistered them uh, on, 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 the, on the. I think it was kind of been an open flame. But I'd like to invite you to do. <laughs> yeah, come cook for us. We're, 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 we're hungry. Oh, yeah, cook for you. Yeah, no yeah. problem. <laughs> I do not want to really put In it case. that way. You know what I mean? We all love to eat. But, uh, what's your what's what's your thing? What do you cook? What do you like to cook?
2: Oh, you know, <laughs> I would rather cook at home because sometimes you ever have a like a craving for like a good chicken parm sandwich. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and you go there and it's just, it's not what you want. It's thick, mm-hmm. wasn't pounded out. It needs to be nice and thin, crispy, fresh mozzarella on top, <sighs> tomato sauce, you know, I just rather cook it at home. See? Yeah, I feel it's you. as simple as a chicken parm. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's good, Mm -hmm. and if it's gonna be done right, cook it at home. It's a good thing to know know how to cook. So I I can't really say specifically. I could tell you my favorite thing is chicken wings, though. Boom! All right, we
1: got something to talk about then. Yeah,
2: there's a there's a there's a little trick to cooking chicken wings. A lot of people don't know about.
1: Okay, I am. We'll save the secrets. (laughs) Well, we're we're not gonna talk about the secrets, but in a couple of uh, in, in about a week and a half, no two weeks. Uh, I have a little wing off with my family.
2: Oh, that's right. We yeah. Talking about so
1: that. I am preparing a Cajun dry rub wings with potato salad and a mango salsa mm-hmm. with the uh, red and uh, green cabbage.
2: What are we dipping into?
1: I haven't decided. Uh, it's, it's probably going to be Ranch. Uh, I think the blue cheese uh, will cover up too much of the Cajun, so it, it might be ranch. I know you're looking
2: at me sideways. <laughs> that is sideways, right? I never <laughs> <pulled> that That <laughs> is sideways.
1: He gave him a full head turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well,
2: well if, um, if it's a competition with you and your family, I, I won't help you or throw anything. Listen. Avocado key lime, but it's, I won't help you at all. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm just saying, I I I, 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 I like that I
2: delicious. love wings. With sm- the smoky flavor of the uh little, yeah. little put a little heat on the um on the smoke. Okay. And then yeah, good stuff.
1: All right. Thank you so much for your time. <laughs> it
2: was good times, guys. Thanks for having me. <laughs>
1: Man, Mr. Scott. And uh thank you for sharing. Thank you so much for your time. And my pleasure. If those of you are out there that want to reach out to me, I'm always on Instagram. You can follow me there. I'm at The Modern Waiter Podcast. If you want to email me with any show ideas, comments, or questions, uh, I get them and I answer them. I really do. And I am themodernwaiter at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. We do this each and every week for you. If you do enjoy our show, we ask you that you pass it on to a friend. Tell them that you listened to the Modern Waiter podcast, and it was pretty cool. I'm Marlon Joseph, the Modern Waiter. I'm Danny DeVille. And subscribe, 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 people. We'll see you next week. Later.